Is your office and sales staff overwhelmed with unqualified leads? Well, what if you had a video that you sent to each customer that not only pre-qualified them, but helped you get the budget faster and close more sales? Today, I interview a very successful landscape company owner who's using video throughout his website. He has over a hundred videos. Why? Well, let's ask him and see how is he doing it? How did he get started? And how much does he spend on it now? Plus, he runs the company with not only his brother and his wife, but other family members. And he shares some tips for balancing the family dynamic of his company. Let's get into today's episode. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. Hey everyone, Jack Jostis here and welcome to the Landscaper's Guide. This show is all about helping landscapers run a more enjoyable company through sales, marketing, and leadership ideas. One of the things that I love helping people with is shortening their sales time, shortening the amount of time that they're spending so they can enjoy more family time and things like that. And today's guest shares his story of how he went from having to do sales on every Saturday and Sunday and like working 100 hours a week to replacing what he says is actually the time and cost of two full-time people by using video. And he shares how he does it, how much he spends on it, and some of his process. Plus, he gets into the family dynamic and what's working for him. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you're new here, make sure you subscribe at landscapersguide.com slash podcast, and I'll send you our top three podcasts right away. Now let's get into the conversation with Jason Turpin. All right, everyone, welcome to the Landscapers Guide. Today, I'm excited to have Jason Turpin, who's one of the owners at Turpin Landscape Design Build in uh, Chester County, Pennsylvania. They do incredible work. They use a ton of video. In fact, I think you have the most video on your website of any of my clients. So today I wanted to talk to you about why do you do that? How is it working? What are some of the benefits? How are you doing it? What are some lessons you've learned along the way? Because a lot of people wanna get started with video, but they're intimidated. They're not sure how to do it. Uh, but before we do that, um, Jason, tell us a little bit about uh, Turpin Landscape Design Build. Yeah, so I'm Jason Turpin. We are in Chester County, Pennsylvania, about 30 miles outside Philadelphia. Uh, we started in 2001. My brother and I started like many landscapers out there, uh, mowing grass, right? And then from there, uh, we just really enjoyed the design build, heavy on the water feature side, heavy on the, uh, now heavy on the pool side as well. We are about a $5 million a year company and have a little over 30 employees. Seasonal kind of changes that up a little bit at certain times of the year. Awesome. And and for people listening, so you, you guys primarily do design build projects, typically always with a pond or a pool. Is that is that accurate? To be very straightforward, that is definitely our marketing strategy. Uh, we definitely advertise the water side, whether that's mm -hmm. or water feature. And once you get your foot in the door for one of those, everything else tends to come with it. So we really are a one-stop shop. That's another one of our strategies. We will take care of pretty much the entire project. My brother, just quickly about us, you know, I found a passion in the water feature side early on, actually in high school, when a contractor came in, did ponds for kids, and that's how I started building ponds. 
my brother was starting to do the hardscape side, and then my mom works with us as well, and she started doing the landscape side. And from there, it just kind of grew. Uh, but we are, yes, to answer your question, water first and then everything else with it. You know, and that that's interesting because it, what I love about working with landscapers is n I don't have any two landscapers who necessarily love doing the same thing. But I can say that many of my clients do not like doing the water side. They don't like doing water features. They don't like doing pools. They're the bane of their existence. And this is your strategy is to get in and do that first. And you guys do it really well. The The photos, the drone videos, all those different things are just exceptional. Why is it, how have, how have you figured out how to enjoy doing it and make a profit at it? You just got to overcome it. You know, it's, we don't, uh, we don't fail well, you know, and we fail often, but we don't fail well. So when we fail, we just, we just keep going until we get it figured out. Uh, we don't quit. And on the water feature side, luckily I had some really good features early on. And the pool side's newer. It's within about the last four or five years. Um, and to be honest, we're still figuring that part out. It definitely has mm -hmm. its own set of hurdles. Um, the water feature side and even some of the masonry side, um, my brother and I just didn't quit. You know, there was times where it got tough. And we just kept moving forward with it. But we're both pretty good about not finding somebody that is better at it than mm -hmm. we are and go try and do what they're doing and just never stop that attitude. Yeah, you can't, you know, and I think I think getting started is so important in business for anything. The the services you provide your clients and then also with video, you know, getting started, you just have to go do it and keep doing it if you want it and and learn from other people. I, I'm curious, you know, so you work, you run a $5 million company with your brother and your mom. Do you have other family businesses in your family? Are there other, are there other, other people who are running a family business? Yeah, we have a lot of family involved. My wife works with us. Uh, John, one of my top guys, his wife is my office manager. And John is actually has a lot to do with starting the entire pool side or everything to do with the starting the entire pool side. So we kind of embraced the family up real quick story. I remember one time I hired a business coach who mentioned struggles before and gone through some things. Everybody goes through them. Every company goes through them. And I remember one time we were sitting in there and um, we had a lot of family involved and it's always a little bit of a different subject there. We're sitting there, we're going through it. And one, of the, one of the business coaches looks up at me and goes, you do know you caused this, right? Well, it was that. And what he meant by that was just how much family was truly involved. At that moment, we kind of embraced it and, we really like working with family and we're, I, I feel that we're good at it. So, yeah. So that, yeah, that's really interesting. So your wife is there, your brother, your mom, <laughs> so what, wife. what your brother's wife. So what's good about that? And then what, what are also maybe some of the challenges you're not alone. A lot of our audience, a lot of my clients work with their family and I know that it's hard. I, I, you know, at, at periods, my wife has had a more active role in the company and, that was really fun. And then it also yeah. was kind of stressful. And should we talk about work at 10 o'clock at night or, or not, you know, like it, it, it kind of, all the lines kind of get blurred and it, and it can get messy, but it can also be great. And there's a level of trust that's there. What's that like for you all? And how have you, how have you figured it out? You've really pinpointed just a lot of the, a lot of topics right there. I mean, the trust one would be one way that you figure it out. There's nobody that you trust more or nobody that I trust more anyway than knowing that my brother is out there doing what he's doing and my wife's mm -hmm. doing her portion. And that trust is there and it's huge. And that 
that is some of the hardest part about building a team, right? Is, mm-hmm. is that trust part. So when you have a team already that you trust, it allows you to, mm-hmm. it allows you to grow and do different things. Um, the hard part is also what you just said, you know, when, when should you talk about things and when shouldn't you? And for us, my brother and I have always been good at, you know, arguing and this was years ago, arguing and then going to, you know, dinner that night and not bringing it up. Somehow we have always just been able to, to do mm-hmm. that. Um, to be honest with your wife, that always gets a little bit more tricky because it's a 10 o'clock at night conversation. So we have some clear roles. We use a really uh, technical word called timeout. <laughs> and if we call timeout, it's over, it's done. There's no more talking about work. And everybody's got the right to say that. And uh, it, it really seems to work for us. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, what, one of the the things that really helped me and my wife was actually writing job descriptions mm-hmm. and having like, no, this is my job. This is your job um, kind of thing. That gave us some clarity because there was a, a lack of clarity about what we were doing. And then also I would, I learned a, a good question I would ask is like, Hey, I have this idea for Ramblin' Jackson. You know, can I talk to you about it right now? And she's like, you know what? Not right now. You know, I'm watching a show or, uh, I'm tired or whatever. And then a lot of times it was a yes. And then we, we might have a really great conversation at, and sometimes it was 10 o'clock at night, but, right. um, but I think, yeah, getting those boundaries and getting the time out or the, I don't want to talk about this right now, I think is, is really key. It is absolutely. So it, it's awesome. We love it. We've embraced it, you know, since that little story that I told you, and now it's kind of like, yeah, we can do this, you know, and it's, it, it's pretty cool. And then we got other, you know, people that we're really good friends with and their family members working there. So it's, it's wild. It's wild. It's cool though. Hey, it's the end of summer and we're heading into fall, which means it's time for conferences and cool things in the green industry. I'm going to be doing a lot of exciting virtual and live events that I'd love to see you at. So be sure to check out landscapersguide.com slash events and join us at one of our upcoming events, including our booth at NALP's Elevate Conference in Orlando. If you're going, I want to see you there. So check it out in the show notes, landscapersguide.com slash events. And let's get back into the conversation with Jason. You know, when we work with our clients is we always do an audit where we thoroughly assess what what do you have? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What's your local market like? What are your competitors doing? And one of the things that we score, which is part of my book with the foundation of digital marketing is video. On your YouTube channel, I've noticed, I think you have over a hundred videos. So yes. do you know? Yes, yeah. we do. So, I mean, that's, I don't know exactly how many, but we're over a hundred. Yeah, you, well over that's, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of videos for, I mean, it's above average for YouTube channels and it's like top, probably top 1% for landscape companies. And um, YouTube does share your stats. You've had over 311,000 views since you started your channel just four years ago. It was actually four years ago, August. We're recording this in August. So, so that's pretty amazing. So why do you do that? I mean, videos take time. They take energy. They require shooting and editing and then putting on the website. There's a lot of, there's a lot of work that goes into it. I'm a big advocate of it. Obviously I have video all over my website. I recommend it to my clients. There's, there's always a lot of resistance of, is it worth it? So Jason, why, why do you have so many videos on your website and on YouTube? 
So everything starts a little bit with a challenge, right? Um, you know, uh, whether it's how do you show your work or how do you be a little bit different? But to me, I feel that video is just what's coming. You know, it's, it's our, it, it's so much, I want to almost say it's easier now to show what's possible and what you can do for us. It was design build, which makes it even, you know, easier than some other loan services and things. But I do feel that video would work for every single company. So the way that it started out was almost was basically was on a maintenance side of things for us. And it was regarding water feature maintenance or pond maintenance. And it was, how can we be, yes, a little bit different, but when I tell somebody, Hey, we're going to do a pond clean out for you. You know, a lot of people are, what the heck is a pond clean out? And there's, there was so many questions that my office was getting bombarded with. Like, do you drain the water all the way? What do I need to do? And you know, how much does it cost? And a whole bunch of different things that, we thought that the best way to do that, and we've had some other vendors and some other influencers that were doing video, and it just said, hey, I think we can do this. I think we can answer some frequently asked questions through video. That's one of the reasons I love video is you, you make it one time and you can send it to dozens or hundreds or eventually thousands of, of clients. I mean, like technology will change and you'll use different equipment, but the, the pond cleanout is kind of going to stay the same over time, right? So you could probably get over five years from that one video. And that can, that can alleviate your office staff. Um, you know, a lot of people come to me and they say, Jack, I'm understaffed. I can't hire one. And, and yeah, you have to hire people. You need, you need people. I see marketing and video as a solution to operational challenges. Okay. My office staff is answering the phone spending sometimes hours every day answering the same questions. What if I just made a video that answered that? <laughs> so yes. I, I love that that's how that got you started. And then it, it grew from there. So you made more than just the pond maintenance, pond cleanout video. What, what were some of the results of that that led you to keep going? So, you know, being, well, you already kind of mentioned it in the beginning, right? It, it, it started working immediately. Not because, not because it was like, oh, a bunch of people started you know, we still don't have enough followers on our YouTube channel as far as I'm concerned. We want more, of course. Um, but it wasn't like we released these videos on YouTube and people started watching. That wasn't how it worked and it wasn't how it was used. It was, like you said, it was used to give information or show our work that we would take, use YouTube just to host it and then push out to people. Well, what's starting to happen now, you know, and, and we're feeling really good about that, um, is now all of a sudden we're starting to get some leads off of YouTube. There's three reasons I love video. Um, after we were trying to get the information out, the next one was it became part of our sales process. And by us using it in our sales process, by the time we get out to somebody's yard, we thought that it would, we thought that it would make us kind of the professional in the area. And it would show people what we could do. Yes, it did that. But the one thing that it did that I didn't realize is it's amazing the difference of walking up to somebody's house and this is just kind of a cool feeling but walking up to somebody's house to say hi to them and before it was always you would introduce yourself now they walk up and they're like hey jason how are you and it's almost like they know you like that report is already there because they just watched you on video for a minute or two or five or mm -hmm. sometimes a lot more than that and it's amazing the rapport that was built from them having a little bit of video and fact that they're more comfortable with you by the time you show up at your house at their house so that would be the, the one of my favorites. Um, the next one was the sales process part where kind of like the pond maintenance portion, 
where we were answering the same questions over and over and over again, um, we were able to use our video. We were able to use our video to to answer a lot of those questions again. Here's an example. Um, we don't. We're not the cheapest in the area. We don't want to be the cheapest in the area. Many people. We we bid a pool. People come back to us and say, "Hey, um, hey, you're a little bit higher." We just want to make sure we're comparing apples to apples. We have the eight hidden cost video of putting in a pool that we shoot out the clients. Now we shoot it out before. We used to shoot it out just afterwards when we got that answer, but now we shoot it out, you know, many times throughout the process, knowing that a lot of other pool companies in this area don't include yard cleanup, don't include electrical costs, don't include uh, landscaping, don't include some fencing. So we do a lot of things where we want to be that one-stop shop, but how do you tell people that we use that video for that? So, we are able to use video to be the professional, to help get people to know us. And the biggest one is it really helping our sales process. What would be the result, maybe ballpark, or maybe you know, in in the time that you've saved and or maybe the close rate, the number of people who, who say yes now after you started using this? So that's a little bit hard for me to answer because we changed our entire process at that time. Right. We okay. used my process used to be just get me in there, get me at their yard, get me at their house and I'll close 20, 30 percent. And I spent all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I, I, it's all I did was consultations as video was coming about. We had a much better process that we learned uh, where we do. We ask people to send pictures in. We have a full conversation on the phone. We discuss a lot of different topics, um, including budget. Um, and we make sure that we're on the same page. We then charge a consultation fee to go out a design fee from there. And those fees are not because we want to collect a bunch of money. Those fees are just qualifiers. Um, but that sometimes that takes a little bit of time to get through that process. So we use video in the middle of that to, hey, let me show you what that size pool will look like or that size water feature will look like. Um, so we use that along the way. I love it. Yeah. So you're doing a lot of things really well that I just want to acknowledge. One is you're not going out and meeting with everyone anymore. That's like one of the things that if I could get all my clients, I get so many people who come in, they're like, Jack, I'm working a hundred hours a week and we're in debt and like all these problems. And I learned that they're they're And I think you have to go and do this for a while. You have to go and try and sell to everyone to realize that it's not a very good idea. Cause it's, it's almost counterintuitive. Like to, I'm not going to go try and sell to everyone, but you're qualifying and then you're charging a little bit along the way and you're giving them videos along the way. I, I, you're, this is such a great process that is gonna, it's disqualifying people and it's positioning you as the expert and it's helping you justify charging more. You're educating them and you, you don't need to do it more than once. You already made the video, so it just works for you. And, and one thing that like, if I could add based on what you just said, if any, in the beginning, my office staff especially was like, oh my gosh, this isn't working. As we changed our sales process, as we were bringing video into that. But what we realized, it was, it was working. And the reason why we felt like it wasn't working is we were getting nervous by those seven that were saying no, right? And mm -hmm. the three that were going to say yes, once we got out to their yard, still said yes. So it was actually, mm -hmm. you know, a, a good sales process and a good video system and all of that stuff that starts working is when it's actually... A, it, it was a different mindset for me than what I thought it was going to be. And it's actually because it's just eliminating those ones that weren't going to go through anyway. 
Well, that's exact. That's a challenge that I experience in in the work that I do. Is people will come to me and they'll say, "Jack, I, I don't want more leads. I want more qualified leads." So we ramp up the qualification on the website, pricing pages, videos, and sometimes your total lead count goes down. Right. But the but you have to measure the quality because if the quality goes up and you're still closing the same three, like you said, but you don't need to meet with the six who aren't going to buy that's a good result. Partly, I think a lot of people don't think about the cost of sales, like the the cost, the actual financial cost of going out and driving somewhere, meeting with someone, preparing a proposal. Um, and then and then the lifestyle cost, if you're spending every Saturday and Sunday, you know, forever meeting with, and it's partly, it's, it's just depressing when you're meeting with, <laughs> you know, a ton of people who don't end up buying. What are maybe some things that you've learned in the last four years of doing this that maybe didn't work? And then what's what's working now? What's working now is knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're not good at. Um, I do outsource editing. Um, and sometimes I even outsource shooting. Uh, we're using you know some different things, uh, programs along the way uh, to take some pictures and get what they need. But then we can have a guy come out and do the final shoot for us and the final edit for us. So we do put some money into it. Um, about 40,000 bucks a year is, is about what I'm spending on video. I, you don't have to go that high, but that's, that's truly what I'm spending. Um, that's not necessarily including my time, a hundred percent of my time, but my time's pretty short now. I don't, I don't put a whole lot. I probably only put about 12 hours, 12 to 15 hours a, a year now because it'd be doing pretty fast. So I have a guy that does it. Uh, he does some green screen work as well as uh, he goes out and gets all the B-roll for me and things like that. So right now there are people listening who are a $5 million company who are spending less than $40,000 total on marketing. And here yep. you are spending 40 on video and, and they must be thinking this guy's nuts. Is it worth it? Are you, are you, is it like, it must be if you're continuing to do it. It's absolutely worth it. I, I would need, I would need another person in the office and another person selling if we mm -hmm. didn't, if we weren't able to shoot them a video and say, hey, just so you know, this project was roughly 150,000 bucks or 30,000 bucks. And the project size doesn't matter. We do all different size projects. But if I were to shoot them out a video and say, hey, just so you know, based on looking at your yard, pictures that we have, I can kind of visualize something like this. Every project's different, but mm -hmm. here's an example. And you're probably in about the $30,000 range for this. And my office staff is able to do that quickly without going through a whole lot. And if we didn't have that, I would end up with more staff because of it, where video replaces a lot of that. I, I, I agree. It, it, not that we want to replace people, right. But we want to run an efficient business. And, and if you can use technology or video to do something, you absolutely should. And here's the great thing about the video. You don't need to train the video. You don't need to onboard the video. You don't need to give the video a performance improvement plan and fire the video um, <laughs> and then start over hiring, training, recruiting another video, right? You make the video one time and it just works. It doesn't get sick. It's out there and and the more and then you can train your staff to send the video to people. Um, so Jason, what you and I you had some questions for me about video before we started that I thought might be helpful to other people listening. Yeah. So I'll tell you, um, you know, I mentioned that I do spend quite a bit on editing and things. We're always mm -hmm. trying to improve. Um, you know, one of the one of the things for me it, that 
is we do a lot on site. Um, yes, we do some green screen work, but we do a lot on site as well. So I'm just looking for some more efficient ways that we can kind of have some things set up so that it's not, we're good at it, but it still takes some, a lot of time. You know what I mean? So how can we get this shortened up a little bit? Last year, I bought a second home and I renovated, there's a 500 square foot garage with an apartment above it and I renovated the garage into a video studio. One of the ways that I've become really efficient is I have a about 10 by 10 foot area. I have my wood wall here. I have a 60 inch light dome here. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm surrounded by sound panel blankets and, and I created basically a little setup here. And this is where I work. And on my desk, I have a camera, I have my mic mounted, I have my light. So. I was just sharing with you before this, I can be set up and recording video in less than 10 seconds. I guess to answer your question, if you're gonna be producing a high volume of videos, I, I like having kind of a studio set up like this. I actually have green paper, that's it's photography paper, so I could do green screen. Getting started is 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 where is the most important thing. And uh, I, I have a I have a client down in Texas, Shades of Green Nursery, they started just using their iPhone and an audio recorder. This is the audio recorder I, I like. It's the Zoom H1n. And they made amazing video. And then two years later, they got a better camera and so on. So you just got to get started with it. Two things I'd like to add, Jack. One is, um, you know, I appreciate you letting me know kind of what you're doing. I want to get more efficient with it so that we can actually do more of it. So here you are saying that we have a bunch of video out there, but I think we can do better and we can do more of it. And here's what I'm talking about. There's some things that you don't ever see on YouTube and you don't need a studio for this, but now we're starting to get to the point where if we had that, it would be great. But sometimes we will just take our phone and shoot them a video of their materials going into the back of the truck. It'll be a big pot. We'll, let's say we're going out to do a small little waterfall and landscape around it. We'll mm -hmm. shoot that. We'll shoot them just a quick video with our iPhone. Just, hey, hey, here's your material going in the back. Um, you know, just a picture of the truck, guys jumping in the back, moving some things around, turn the phone around, you know, hold it on yourself and say, Hey, it's Jason. I'm just letting you know I'm very excited to get out to your project tomorrow morning. We're loaded up. We'll see you at 7 a.m. I'd like to add just one thing, if you don't mind. And that is, you already started on it, is just getting started. Just get started. It's all you got to do. You don't, I was asking Jack a little bit as equipment because we're trying to become more efficient. But as far as my recommendation would be get started, don't go spend a whole bunch of money on equipment. Don't, don't go crazy. Use your phone, use a GoPro. It's amazing what those things can do. I heard what you were talking about with sunlight. For me, our videos aren't perfect. You know, I make a whole bunch of mistakes and we, you know, our, our sunlight's not right. We shoot at the wrong times of day, but that's better than nothing. So we don't always focus on perfect mm -hmm. video. We just focus on getting the content out and the people that are seeing it, I don't think are expecting, you know, perfect video. It's YouTube. It doesn't have to be perfect. Awesome. Well, we could, we could just keep hanging out and talking about video, but we've got to wrap up. If people do want to connect with you, um, check out your videos, or maybe ask you a question, how can we reach you? Yeah, so uh, give us a call. I mean, give us a call if you'd like. I'm happy to talk to anybody about anything. You can absolutely jump on our web website, turpinlandscapedesign.com, uh, which has all of our contact information and our YouTube channel, of course. Awesome. Well, again, I'll put a, a link to that in the show notes. And Jason, you've been a wealth of information. Keep up the amazing work. Uh, not only the landscape and construction work, but the video content. And uh, thanks for, for sharing this on the show. Thank you very much. 
Well, that was awesome. Jason is just killing it. Make sure you check out his YouTube channel. And I'm curious, are you using video? If not, why not? It's so powerful. Now, I've literally made thousands of videos in my career, and the ones that I'm doing now are way better than the ones that I did 12 or 14 years ago. But the key is you gotta get started. And I know it's hard, so I may be able to help you save a ton of time. If you're curious about video, using it for your business, we offer video as a service at Ramblin' Jackson. So check out ramblinjackson.com video to learn more about the way that we can help you with it in addition to collaborating with local people in your market. Whatever you do, get started, create content that answers questions that your customers have, and you will help them. And by helping them, they will trust you and you will close more sales. My name is Jack Jostis, and I look forward to talking with you next week on The Landscaper's Guide. Brendan is the video editor of this podcast. He has to deal with all of my mistakes and singing.